Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. Breaking news from Sports Radio 610 is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. I opened up uh, uh, an article at, at uh, 5.42 a.m. this morning on Pro Football Talk. Uh, Mike Florio, Tom Brady retired one year ago today, uh, and then he unretired, of course, a few weeks later. Uh, well, Tom Brady apparently is celebrating the anniversary of his first retirement by announcing his second retirement. <laughs> Tom okay. Brady, breaking news, <clears throat> is retiring. He posted a video on social media. We'll try to get a hold of that during one of the breaks. Um, but he um, he is retiring from football. We'll see if it takes this time. There had been a lot of speculation, Seth, over the last few days about where Brady might wind up, and a lot of that had to do, a lot of it was fueled by the fact that the 49ers were dealing with incredible quarterback issues, not only throughout the season, but in the NFC title game as well. For whatever reason, these injuries to all the Niners quarterbacks had for some reason given a lot of traction to Brady going and playing for Kyle Shanahan. Of course, Brady grew up rooting for the 49ers. He grew up in Northern California. Um, Brady's got a huge contract with Fox waiting for him. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Greg Olson is on the number one team right now, but Fox is getting ready to pay Brady if he chooses to get into broadcasting well over $30 million a year. But what are your thoughts on Brady's retirement here? I think, um, well, I see that he's doing it on a beach somewhere, presumably in South Florida or Tampa. Tampa calls itself South Florida, even though they're like right at the midline of the state, whatevs it's Florida. Poor education. Um, he's got a bunch of high-rises behind him. Like, uh, there's some dunes behind him and then high-rises behind him there. I'm guessing he, like, is living in a, a bachelor condo now. Good or, for him. or something like that. Yeah. Which makes me think, you know what, Tom Brady? I don't think he needs – I think he should take a gap year. I don't think he should jump right into his broadcasting job. I think he should take a year to just go and – Try to be as anonymous as he could be. Maybe go hitchhiking and it's somewhere in Asia or something, and uh, just kind of get away from it all. It's been a long time playing football in an extremely structured life, and uh, you know, yeah, make some time for your kids too. I'm sure something like that. Yeah. But uh, mostly, mostly just spend some time with Tom. Uh, yeah, time with your. That's that's right. A little time with yourself. A little time with number one. Uh, yeah. I don't. The thought of jumping right into it, but it's not like it's hard work or anything. But uh, like knowing how he prepares for things, yeah. he's probably he's probably already breaking down film of the likely week one matchup that Fox would have, and uh, he's he's watching Romo and thinking like, oh well, I, well clearly I'm going to be better than this guy. Well, so now he's got his sights set on Greg Olson. Yeah, he's got to take Greg Olson down. I'm I'm glad you just said it's not hard work. It's not physically taxing work. 
But yeah. I think if you look at Romo, it's very evident that there is work that needs to go into it. You know, right. like, it it's, does take a lot of time if you want to be really good at it. To be good at it, right. It's a dream job in that it's something that it's it's fun to do. Yeah. Like, you work really hard. Uh, the dream, a dream job is one in which you're actually enjoying your work. Like, right. you know, and the money helps, too, if it's good, if it's good pay. Yep. But otherwise, if you actually enjoy your work, that's a dream job. And I think... I think he will enjoy that. I just, I don't know, man. It's uh, one of the biggest things that guys face when they retire is a lot of times you have a plan and you've gone about it and done all the right things, but then you realize six months into your plan, oh, I don't actually enjoy any of this that I'm doing. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. Oh, crap. Yeah. Like, what the hell am I going to do? I mean, uh, and, uh, to, to that point, like, What's the percentage chance that this retirement doesn't take for Tom Brady? That's what I wonder, especially with my theory uh, that is now starting to come into play around the league. It's been my theory for really since I was like 31 years old as a football player, which is that as guys get older, they should just don't make themselves available until about October or November. Yeah. Just keep yourself in shape. And show up in tip-top condition. But, man, your body breaks down too quickly over that long season. Drew Brees, I bet Drew Brees could have played another three years if he would have just waited until November. Yeah. Remember, for like four straight years, he would be awesome. And then all of a sudden, late November, December, he would yeah. just start to nosedive. He dead arm. Yeah. 20 like, yards. He needed yeah. Tommy John surgery at Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that uh, – I don't know. See, now we have to go through huh. – we got to do that thing again where, like they did with Gronk, where all of a sudden we're going to start seeing all of these reflective looks back on Tom Brady's career and all the nostalgia and everything. I, I can't do it. I can't do it twice. No. I just, yeah. The no, he, first time is the, it's the first go around. It's like, like how much urgency do you feel to make it to somebody's third or fourth wedding? You know, like you're, you'll go if you can make it, but you're yeah. not like, oh, I got to get there. I hope my friends never have to find out. <laughs> um, so let's let's get to the the audio that we tease so tom brady retiring oh, yeah. is the latest bit of news and um we'll talk more about that okay. in headlines in the next segment so uh, this is emmanuel acho on his show speak for yourself in which emmanuel acho is doing something that i saw i saw from multiple people over the last couple of days which is Basically, he doesn't even realize it. As he's speaking gushingly about D'Amico Ryans, he's also insulting D'Amico Ryans by acting like D'Amico Ryans is too stupid to know what he's getting into. Here you go. It's oil and water. The Texans had uh, their former owner um, said that you can't let the inmates run the prison. Then Jack Easterby. Who is he? Yep. Google Jack Easterby, right. you at home. Yep. He was like the team chaplain, not chaplain, kind of acting as a general manager, not general manager, then <laughs> you fire Coley, you fire Lovey. So the Texans have no idea what they're doing. And then you bring in D'Amico, who is the most one-sided, streamlined human being I ever met. Ever met. It's oil and water. Okay, so like, like, listen to that. Listen to what Acho just said. Acho basically just criticized things, the Texans for things that they had done in the past, or he criticized Bob McNairin without having to relitigate that whole thing. Like, Bob McNair is no longer the owner, obviously. So, so that's different. Jack Easterby is gone. He brought up, I edited that down a little bit, he brought up multiple things that the Texans have done wrong, but now they're bringing in a guy who does things the right way. Like, okay, okay, so I don't, I don't see what the issue is. Seth, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, what, okay, they did stuff in the past, 
And that stuff is actually different now. And now they're bringing in a guy that Acho has spoken gushingly about on that episode. I don't see the issue. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and But the key thing is, he's acting just like when we played um, uh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn Johnson yeah. yesterday. He's acting like D'Amico was somehow pressed into this. Now, LaShawn McCoy, who is on this show as well, LaShawn McCoy, much more attuned to the situation, he explained to Acho exactly what the dynamics of the situation were. He was a big hire. Everybody wanted D'Amico Ryan. He was the hottest thing on the market. Well, probably him and Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. But my thing is this. When he goes in that meeting, that's the first thing he's going to say. Listen, I see that you hired your last two coaches. They were black coaches. Thank you. Thank you. But you fired him <laughs> after one year. How would, if I take this job, how would that change? Because, listen, it's an interview that y'all want me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to tell you what I want. That's why I gave him a six-year deal. So I think in six years, he can turn that thing around. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, the other three, the other two people on the show, too, all had that. It was kind of Acho versus his whole panel there. They, they were all pointing out that, look, first of all, it's a six-year deal. And second of all, and this is the part that's insulting to D'Amico Ryan, in, in my opinion, to people who think they're standing up for D'Amico Ryan's, is D'Amico had – so many options yeah. over these last couple of years. He was turning down interviews and in that they're acting like, well, poor D'Amico. He's just the best. But my gosh, oh, no, what's going to happen to him now? Like D'Amico doesn't you – can't, you can't talk and gush about how awesome D'Amico is in one breath and then act like he's a, a, a helpless, innocent child in the next breath that doesn't know what he's getting himself into. Yep, yep. We got one more so, from uh, Shady thing, here. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy just uh, speaking separate from all that stuff just on what he was like as a teammate. There's no better player that motivates his guys than D'Amico Ryans. He plays defense. I play offense. Why am I talking to you before the game? <laughs> he would get me so hyped up, right? And, I, and so when I see the success he has with the 49ers, I'm not surprised. He puts that type of work in. That's great stuff. I love, yeah. I love hearing the Philly stuff for me because that's, that, that's the stuff we didn't get to see. And and that's him coming into a brand new franchise, and you know, basically putting his stamp on it immediately. And again, I'm play with players on both sides of the football. Like Lashawn McCoy is a running back. That's something I saw a couple times in reading kind of long form articles that had taken a look at D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, two different writers had mentioned that as much as people gush about him in Houston, when he got to Philadelphia with a few years of experience and is a, a genuine veteran player, that's when the like over the top praise about just man what a complete and total leader he is and that he's a future coach and all that stuff and LaShawn McCoy was 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 there for that so I will say yeah I think Acho kind of Acho did make one good point which is the six-year contract is a little bit overblown just because they look uh, the Texans and other teams have shown that they'll fire guys with many many years left on their contracts so that's not uh, like that's not as much of proof that they're in it for the long term is it might sound on the surface, but I'm just not worried about it because this is just a completely and totally different hire than the last year. And by the way, nowhere in that entire 10 minute segment did Emmanuel Acho stand up and scream that David Culley needs to be hired uh, somewhere. Right. Where's the injustice that David Culley's not being hired or Lovey Smith is not being hired as a head coach. Or acknowledge know, or acknowledge that the that the Texans were literally the only jobs that either of those two would have gotten a head coaching gig with. Right, right. Yeah, you know, like yeah. D'Amico, D'Amico was wanted by all five openings. It's almost like the way you lay that out, Seth, it's like it's in the eyes of some people, the Texans are not allowed to make good decisions. Like, it, like, like seriously, they could not make a better decision or higher than D'Amico Ryan's, 
and somehow it's being criticized today. Right, right. And that's where it's, you walk this line because you have to acknowledge that the Texans, yes, did get themselves into a real bad situation, yeah. but they also in these last two years were in a situation where, okay, please tell me, what would have happened if the – like what would – how – well-received would it have been um, by those same media members in the last couple of years if the Texans had hired white coaches? Yeah. You know, if they were just – they were bad hires regardless of race. They were just bad football coaches. Yep. They were not the right guy. So that dynamic it was just the, – the Texans had gotten themselves there through multiple different ways, but I, it was just that – you can't look at this situation and act like this hire is being made under the same circumstances as the last couple. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Wednesday. John McClain joins us top of the hour, so we'll get John's thoughts on the hiring of D'Amico Ryans, the hiring of Sean Payton in Denver, and the retirement of Tom Brady. Man, it is a big, big day here on the show. Uh, can D'Amico Ryans get one particular Houston Texan who seems a little disgruntled back into the fold? We'll discuss next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 